1: Culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision.
0: It is Wednesday, and we do like to check in on the latest breaking news headlines from Israel and more broadly throughout the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring those headlines afresh for us and back with us this morning. Hey, Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with Israel's Defence Minister Yoav Gallant at a press conference said some of the October 7th terrorists are surrendering and sharing very interesting details. What's being shared?
1: Yeah, he says Hamas's Jabalaya and Shajaya battalions in the northern Gaza Strip are on the verge of being dismantled. We have encircled the last strongholds of Hamas in Jabalaya and Shijaya the battalions that were considered invincible, that prepared for years to fight us. They're on the verge of being dismantled, he said at a press conference. He said hundreds of Hamas operatives have surrendered to Israeli troops in recent days, which he says shows what's happening to the terror group. Whoever surrenders, his life will be spared, Gallant said, adding that among those who have been arrested by the IDF, are terrorists who participated in the October 7 terror attack on Israeli communities. They're telling us very interesting things, he added, apparently alluding to intelligence gleaned from the prisoners. Galantz also threatened Hamas leader Yaya Sinwar, saying his fate and that of any other senior commander in Hamas and the fate of the other terrorists is the same. Surrender or die, there is no third option.
0: Ron, at a political rally in America, US President Joe Biden said Israel Prime Minister Netanyahu must change his government and Israel is losing global support for the Gaza war. Uh, What are the details here?
1: Uh, Biden warned Israel it was losing support for the Gaza war and called on Prime Minister Netanyahu to change the membership of his coalition which is largely opposed to the creation of a Palestinian state. They're starting to lose support for the Gaza war, Biden said at a fundraising event for his 24 re-election run in a further sign of growing U.S. concern at the high fatality count from Israel's military campaign to oust Hamas from Gaza. In addition, Biden said, I think Netanyahu has to change the government because it's making it very difficult for him to move. Biden, who flew to Israel in October at the start of the war, as well as his administration, have been staunch supporters of Israel's drive to destroy Hamas, providing military and financial assistance. But speculation is high that he will ask Israel to constrain its activity as attention in Washington focuses on the 2024 run for the White House. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is expected to discuss the issue when he visits Israel this week.
0: Ron, Russia demands release of the hostages in talks with Hamas. Uh, What's being reported here?
1: Yeah, The Russian Foreign Minister Mikhail Bogdanov demanded the release of hostages held in Gaza in telephone calls on Sunday and Monday with Hamas and other Palestinian factions. The statement from the Russian Foreign Ministry said a series of meetings and calls between President Vladimir Putin and Middle East leaders were held in the past week. The ministry said Bogdanov's conversations highlighted the military and humanitarian situation in Gaza where Russia confirmed its principled position on the need to cease hostilities and urgently resolve all humanitarian problems that have arisen including the release of the hostages. The statement, however, did not make it clear whether the Russians sought the release of all 138 hostages seized by Hamas and still held there, or whether he was just referring to Russian nationals.
0: Well, there are challenges in a number of dimensions. Uh, Yemen's rebel Houthis continue missile attacks on Middle East shipping. What's being reported?
1: Yeah, more recently they've hit a Norwegian tanker with at least one missile, causing a fire. There were no casualties in the attack. A Houthi spokesman said the M.T. Strinder was delivering oil to Israel, but the ship's owner said it was headed to Italy with a feedstock for biofuel. The group has vowed to block ships of any nation heading to Israel until Israel stops its offensive in Gaza, in what the Houthis say is a show of support for the Palestinians. The United States has said it will consider appropriate responses to any such attacks, which it describes as fully enabled by Iran. Thirty military spokesman Yahya Sari said in a televised statement the ship was targeted on Monday after its crew refused to respond to warnings. The Strinder was attacked in the Bab mendeb Strait at the entrance to the Red Sea. A U.S. Navy destroyer provided assistance to the Strinder after receiving a mayday call, US officials said.
0: Ron, getting aid to Gaza Christians has been thwarted by looting, snipers and intense battles between Hamas and the Israeli Defence Forces. Uh, What's the challenge here?
1: Well, efforts by international humanitarian aid organisations to get food, medicine and other relief supplies to almost 1,000 Christians in Gaza who are in desperate need, are not going well, the report says. All Arab news is reporting the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNWAR, has been trying to get aid to the Christians, almost all of whom are sheltering in two historic church buildings in Gaza City. At least one Christian NGO has also purchased and positioned six tonnes of food and medical supplies to reach the suffering Christians who are almost completely out of food. However, over the past week, looting, snipers and intense street-to-street gun battles between Hamas terrorists and the IDF in the neighbourhoods around the churches have not just complicated but completely thwarted the plans. A UN warehouse filled with food and other relief supplies was attacked and looted in the southern region of the Gaza Strip last week. In recent days, convoys of trucks carrying UN relief supplies through southern Gaza, including those trying to get to the north, have been attacked and looted by Hamas supporters. As a result, the situation for Christians in Gaza, as well as for millions of Gaza Muslims, is becoming more and more desperate by the hour.
0: Ron, you've come across an insightful article this week, and uh, from those commentators who have special insight into what's going on on the ground, A guy named Brother Rakid, a Moroccan convert from Islam to Christianity. He works as a TV presenter for religious TV shows in Arabic. He holds a BA in comparative religions, an MA in political science, and he's the author of the book Ideology Behind Islamic Terrorism. Well, this week he's published a powerful article. Uh, What's he saying, Ron?
1: Well, it was published by All Israel News, where uh, Joel Rosenberg is the editor-in-chief and he made some very relevant comments. If you want to read the full details, go to All Arab News. My first full-scale exposure to this conflict was during the first Palestinian uprising known as the Intifada, That began in December 1987 when I was in middle school. The prevailing narrative at the time depicted Israel as occupying Arab Muslim Palestinian territory, with Palestinian children valiantly resisting this occupation by throwing stones at Israeli civilians and soldiers. The narrative instilled in me a sense of anger towards Jews. During the Second Intifada, which began in the fall of 2000, Muslims around the world were suddenly riveted once again by the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. Conversations in coffee shops and everywhere else revolved around the perceived atrocities committed by Israel. Muslims often pointed their fingers at Western nations, particularly America, which fueled widespread cursing at both America and Israel. Even now, amid the ongoing conflict in Gaza, memories of those haunting images from the past resurface countless times each day. All these years later, I can vividly recall how I was religiously manipulated by Muslim clerics, newspapers and TV anchors to embrace a cause that, upon reflection, was based on lies. Today, by God's grace, however, I've undergone a significant transformation. Having left Islam and come to faith in Jesus Christ as my Saviour and Lord, having studied the Bible carefully from Genesis through Revelation, and having turned to credible sources for history and for news, I have a very different view of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict today. I've intentionally delved deep into educating myself about the conflict, even pursuing a master's degree in political sciences focused on Middle East politics. Through extensive research and academic exploration, including authoring papers on Israel and the Arab countries, I've shed the once deeply ingrained false narratives and no longer subscribed to them. We, as Muslims, were never informed about the historical presence of Jews in that land spanning thousands of years. The narrative we received admitted crucial details like the fact that there never existed a distinct, arid country named Palestine in all of human history. Instead, we are fed a narrative depicting Jews as outsiders from Europe who unlawfully seized land that didn't belong to them. What we weren't told was that Jews did, in fact, reside in the Holy Land for thousands of years before the 20th century, we weren't told that in biblical times God gave the Jewish people the land of Israel as an everlasting possession. Only much later did I learn that the Arab natives who pursued peace with the Jews were accepted to be part of the newly formed state and became lawful citizens of the state of Israel. Only later did I learn that approximately 2 million Arabs are citizens of Israel today, about 20% of the entire population with all the legal rights of Jewish Israelis. The reality is that Israel's roots are deeply embedded in that land. It's time for Israel to invest much more aggressively in media outreach to combat the lies to effectively counter the global anti-Semitism and baseless anger generated by lies.
0: Well, a Palestinian cause based on lies and the thought that you need to seek news from credible sources. Uh, Good insights as always. Ron Ross, appreciate you updating breaking news headlines from Israel and the Middle East for us. Thanks for doing that once again today on 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil.